0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. We will be spoiler free of details from future episodes, but we will more than likely reference previous episodes that we've covered and full spoilers for that. Uh, Waking up from being asleep in full Dolce and Gabbana,
1: I'm Jason. And I'm Harrison, and Jason, you stake him, and I'll cut his head off. All right. Uh, (laughs) Tell me, what episode are we watching today? We are watching Angel Season 1,
0: Episode 11, Somnambulist, Uh, a word that I'm always worried that I'm going to mispronounce. Uh, This is the one where Hawkeye shows up in LA and asks Angel to join the Avengers Initiative. (laughs) Just kidding, um, the past comes back to haunt Angel as a vampire that he sired, uh, starts wreaking havoc
1: and Angel starts seeing the kills in his dream. Zuh. <laughs> Somnambulist was written by Tim Minear and directed by Winrick Colby, I think that's how you say this gentleman's name. Um, I'll never have to say it again because this is the only episode he ever directed for the series. Um, <laughs> It originally aired on January 18th, 2000. Jason, what are you drinking this week? Uh, well, Harrison, I've been
0: uh, I've been just kind of dealing with uh, the second COVID shot. Not like not a lot of symptoms, but. Still a little tired. So uh, I, I went with what I went with our last episode uh, strawberry wine. So
1: lovely, lovely. Hopefully, you guys I, weren't holding um, on
0: for me, holding out for me having an inspired <laughs> drink choice.
1: Um, I've not gotten any COVID shots yet, but um, tomorrow uh, they are opening up um, appointments uh, to everyone over 18 in Kentucky. Um, starting, starting on April 12th, but they're going to start like booking appointments tomorrow. So I am planning on being on that website at midnight tonight and trying to get myself an appointment. Um, yeah. So, um, but I am drinking a, um, a bourbon ginger. Um, it was, it's funny. Um, as I was prepping, John was like, ooh, we can make whiskey sours. We have everything. And then he was, like, gathering the ingredients. And then he went, oh, we don't have lemons. And Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a lemon right there. And he went, that's not a lemon, Harrison. That's a lime that turned yellow. (laughs) Ooh. Oh so um so no whiskey sour for harrison i was disappointed but you know i'm always i'm always down for bourbon ginger um and i put it in one of my fancy glasses to make me feel fancy because i'm fancy (laughs) um delightful (laughs) um yeah it's a like just like a stunning day today have you been outside (laughs) to get the mail i sleep during the day (laughs) oh that's right it's just like real nice John and I went for a really long walk uh, yeah. anyway uh, Jason would you like to lead us in- into a toast
0: I very much would um, so uh, this past weekend uh, we did our first ever live episode of booze and Buffy um, <laughs> at Tom Con uh, and uh, it was vir- don't worry it was virtual and safe uh, it was a really fun experience. And I hope that uh, people really enjoyed it and uh, got interested and started listening to the podcast. So here's to everybody who uh, is new to listening to Booze and Buffy and you came through uh, Tomcon.
1: Yeah, lovely. Cheers. Uh, I'm really grateful for that because it also means that, uh, you know, at some point in the future if we ever have like a week where we just don't want to record an episode or we have a technical problem or something comes up, life finds a way or life doesn't find a way, I guess, you know, we just have that in our back (laughs) pocket to just throw onto the feed and be like, here you go. (laughs) Um, yeah, we had a, we had a real good time with, uh, uh, with that. It was, uh, and, and only two brief, scary technology moments. Um, so that was nice too
0: yeah no it was it was a ton of fun i i had a lot of fun i i uh, posted on twitter that uh it's honestly been on my bucket list to be a panelist at a uh at like a convention and now i technically have so haha, <laughs> take that bucket list
1: oh 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 what if on saturday you'd been like i've never been on a panel before and then i could have been manny the manager and said just think <laughs> This is the last day you can ever say that. I would have loved it. (laughs) But uh, we shouldn't really talk too much about that episode because it's in the future. Nah. (laughs) Future. Um, Shall we talk about the past then? Namely, Uh, of Angelus' past.
0: Uh, Yes. So uh, there is a woman who is uh, running through the streets. And um, just as she stops, we realize that Uh, she's being grabbed by somebody, a very tall, handsome somebody. And uh, Mm. he
1: has a little... like. Do you know how I knew this woman was going to die? Because she wasn't blonde? Yep. (laughs) And she started running. I I saw she was brunette. I was like, oh, poor thing. Oh, honey. (laughs) She's done for. Um, But
0: a, a... But the person that catches her um, has a metal finger claw, of all things, and then cuts her cheek with it, and then bites her on the neck, and it is revealed to be Angel. But he's a good guy, isn't he? Oh, no! But, uh, But Angel then wakes up, as I said, in full Dolce and Gabbana. He was like... He was in bed, but wearing his coat and, like, and nice <laughs> right. clothes and everything. I'm like, what the
1: hell? Maybe he had just gotten back from, like, a really intense, like, mission, fighting something. And he was just, like, he was just, you know, like, you're, you're so exhausted. You, like, don't even have the energy to get undressed. You just fall into your bed. I,
0: I don't know. I feel like Angel's too much of a neat freak to get his um really nice clothes uh wrinkled that's a that's a fair point that's a fair point but uh but yes as i said before he does wake up and from what seems to be a very realistic dream we then cut to the credits and this is our first new opening credits sequence because uh glen quinn has departed the show officially and um and wesley Played by Alexis Denisoff, Mr. Allison Hannigan, is uh <laughs> is now a main character for Angel.
1: So I had never realized that this happens uh for both the credits changing for happened on the same week for both shows. Riley being added in Doomed, Wesley being added this week. But then I was thinking about it, this is like their mid season premiere. It's actually makes, makes- sense. A lot of sense that this would be where where those credit changes would uh would be happening so but uh um a really fun thing so i
0: this is another one of those episodes that i haven't seen since my original watch through years ago and i'm pretty sure when i originally watched through this um it was before i knew who jeremy renner was so that name definitely popped out on the guest starring credits so i mean Good on Jeremy Renner for making a name for himself.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> mm. I'm not the. I'll just be upfront. I am not the biggest Jeremy Renner fan. I I'm find not him either. So bland. I just find him. I just the word I always oh. use to describe him, and maybe this is cruel, but is charisma vacuum. There's mm. just. I don't know. He. Oh. It's not that he. I think he's bad. It's just that he's not. He's just. Uh, just, just, like you're very bland white guy, you know. Ben
0: uses the exact same term or a fairly similar terminology for Hayden Christensen.
1: I I don't think that's a fair assessment of Hayden Christensen. I I, I will say, Star Wars aside, I think Hayden Christensen is actually quite talented in the things I've seen him that and that are not Star Wars. But it's all subjective. Um, but uh, I'll fight Ben later.
0: Uh, and. <laughs> I, I actually kind of agree with you. Um, honestly, when it came to Avengers: Age of Ultron, the fact that they went out of their way to make you feel that Hawkeye matters
1: was just one more thing wrong with that movie. Um, I, I, you know, what I think if a different actor were playing the role, I might have cared more. I just he's he's the, he's the one thing that keeps the movie Arrival from being a perfect film. Like it's I have. Amy Adams is over here doing backflips, mm. inventing new emotions. And anyway, <laughs> let's, we can, we have to move on. <laughs> but yeah, my, my comment was basically that he is a household name
0: now. So yeah. Um, yeah. It is fun to kind of see, like, oh, wow, that's right. He did this before
1: any of that. Um, so when you but- watched this, what year would that have been? Like 2010 or before? Uh,
0: yeah, that sounds about right. Sophomore year of college. So. 2009,
1: 2010. So that would have been around the time he was doing uh, the Hurt Locker. So that would have been like right when he was uh, coming into like I think his his fame.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, speaking of Hurt, uh, this woman oh. is actually dead. Um, Kate is investigating the scene, and hey, we haven't seen Kate for a couple weeks. Um, hey, so a yeah. Um, but yeah, so this woman is actually dead, and, uh, she does have the, uh, cross that was carved onto her cheek. Um, and, uh, Kate realizes that this is an M.O., uh, that this is a woman is actually the third victim, and, uh, she's pretty much worried that, uh, this guy's just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a serial killer on our hands. Yeah. Um,. Cordelia is uh, Cordelia is practicing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she's practicing for a script or if she's practicing for making a pitch for uh, Angel Investigations when they get a I new think client. Ladder,
1: okay. Because she makes a she has a comment to Wesley later that indicates that it was that she yeah she's practicing for basically their non-existent clientele. And I appreciate Cordy's dedication to the to the job. Just yeah, I mean, way, our yeah,
0: yeah, because Angel Angel obviously gets wrapped up in the actual, um, in the actual saving of people, and uh, when he's not doing that, he's brooding. So, so uh, that like, Cordy's the one, especially now that Doyle's not here. She's the one who kind of has to put the business on her back. Plus, she has the visions. Um, so, yep. she, get, guys, get yourself a girl who can do it all. Clairvoyant and business savvy. But yes, uh, Wesley walks in, uh, dressed like he's about to open Jurassic Park.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Either... <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Either
0: that, or he's about to steal the golden idol from Indiana Jones at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Either way, oh my god, dude is ready for an adventure that is not being in being in a detective show in LA.
1: <laughs> I do like the contrast uh, they've got with Wesley right now, of like his like bright suits contrasting with Angel's, you know black on black wardrobe (laughs) everything (laughs) has to be black but uh wesley
0: um shows up and it seems like he isn't technically part of the team yet he's not an official angel investigations employee but it also looks like he's awkwardly trying to find a reason to show up there (laughs) and uh and and for for his re- his excuse for this time is he's bringing in the mail and the paper which actually is supposed to go next door. Um, yep. He also uh, he also expresses a desire to share the um, the uh, the notes compare notes on the battle against evil
1: and it turns out that he has nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, it's like it's just like dude just swallow your pride just ask if you can work there I, not to sound crass but you know they they, they do have an opening I <laughs> um,
0: Wesley does however notice something on the front page of the paper and uh, so it, this obviously ruffles his feathers a little bit and um, he hears Angel coming and decides uh, oh I need to take this mail over to the dentist who actually um, <laughs> Who actually uh, had that mail. Um, when Angel comes in, he is not in a good mood. He immediately kind of goes for coffee, and uh, Cordelia is trying to be... I think she can tell that Angel's not in a great mood, um, but uh, she's trying to get stuff done while still respecting that Angel is very much not a morning
1: person this morning. I love her, um, her, you look half dead, and then immediately backpedaling and being like, and, I mean, for you, that's quite an accomplishment, being completely dead. Um, I I just, I, I'm gonna try to avoid saying, like, variations on this every week, but I'm just, I so, so love the rapport that's developing between these two. It, I yeah. I just so much.
0: That... Um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but that rooftop scene is oh. really, um, it's really good. And I remember thinking like, wow, like it's hard to imagine um, when you look back at uh, an almost non-existent relationship between Cordelia and Angel in Buffy and mm-hmm. uh, now seeing them being able to jive at, um, to vibe maybe not jive vibe uh on such a on such a personal level um and it's also interesting because that rooftop scene was originally written for doyle but uh had to be rewritten
1: yeah i i saw that too and it makes sense um but i mean obviously it has to be cordelia like if they had tried to transplant wesley in there for doyle i don't think it would have worked um at least not at this stage but um
0: yeah and um and honestly
1: yeah and honestly the
0: uh the situations of the episode uh kind of get in the way of uh wesley feeling completely comfortable uh around Mm -hmm. angel but uh again we'll get to that um angel uh decides to uh do what Cordelia says and, uh, have Kate run a license plate, uh, for them. And, uh, of course he's still in a funk and almost walks out the door until, into like pure daylight. And he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I should probably take the sewers, the tunnels.
1: Probably.
0: Um, when he does get to Kate at the police station, he's asking her to run a plate and, uh, and Kate is basically saying, Oh, well, I can't really give this info out to a civilian, uh, but you know she's going to anyway. Uh, yeah, however, she someone's has all
1: got the hats for Angel.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, when Angel actually does make a comment that, uh, Oh, uh, the only thing that these three people, these three victims have in common is they have you, uh,
1: you saw a smile on her face, and she was like, Oh, I want to jump your bones. So she does. Well, she does now. Um, at this point in the episode. Yeah. Uh, that, that changes a bit. Um, but
0: he, um, he notices that Kate has all of her files on this serial killer on her desk. And Angel recognizes, uh, the girl, the most recent victim from his dream. Uh, Kate says that a lot of the tabloids are calling him the Pope uh, due to some religious significance with the carved cross on the cheek. Mm -hmm. But Angel says, oh, this isn't a religious man. He's mocking God, which immediately makes us think, oh, Angel knows what's happening. Um, And here is... Here is a scene when kate goes to profile this person holy crap kate is so good at profiling Mm -hmm. she gets obviously at this point we're expected to think that angel is doing this some way or another and she describes angel to a t even bringing up uh oh a possible relationship that ended badly recently Gee, I wonder who that is. Um, uh, but yeah, and honestly, that made me think: Why is Kate just kind of like this uh, this grunt? This grunt detective. That's what it feels like. Her position is in the department, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if somebody can profile that well, she should be higher up. She should have a she, she should sh- have a specialty. She should definitely be getting more money.
1: Yeah, I would suspect based on how we've seen her be treated by her colleagues in previous episodes, it has a lot to do with the fact that she's a woman. Um, and I think there's also, I think not only that, but I, I suspect that a lot of people view her as, um, only being there out of nepotism because of how her dad, well, yeah, because of her dad, not fair. None of those assumptions are fair. But the I goddamn mean, we patriarchy, see that goddamn patriarchy, we see it every fucking day. So I agree, I'm right there with you. She's very good at what she does, but I'm not shocked that she's been unable to rise the ranks any higher. And of course, she's not quote unquote likable. You know, um, she's she's tough. She's you know she's all the all the traits that would be admired if she were a man are counted against her for being a woman. Yes. Um back at Angel Investigations
0: HQ, Wesley is running in with a stake and he's basically like, "Oh, where's where's Angel?" And Cordelia is immediately defensive and she's like Um first that of all, so rude. rude.
1: <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> don't
0: stake my boss. <laughs>
1: So, okay. So he tells her that once he establishes that Angel's not there, he tells her that um, back in Sunnydale, he did extensive research on Angel after learning of Angel and Buffy's closeness. Um, Cordelia uh, makes a snarky comment about how close they were. Loved that. But we learn here that it this was like a thing he did where angelus would like carve crosses into people's uh cheeks his victims and it was like what he was known for and my immediate reaction was like if this is what he was known for why is this both the first and last time it ever comes up um so there's there's a little myth building around angel in this angel's past in this episode that Feels off to me.
0: I, I have a guess to that, uh, or at least just an observation. They do say that um, it is a method only employed in a certain time period. Uh, so that's okay, kind of how they write that. around that. Um, I also, but I agree with you. I think um, I think the fact that he saw that this is the second vampire that we've learned that he sired, um, and the fact that he did have this mo uh and that it's never mentioned again is k- kind of a swing and a miss i, I actually would have mm-hmm. enjoyed having uh pen back in flashbacks or at least mentioned um uh, but i don't mm-hmm. think that it is there maybe jeremy yeah. renner wasn't available um he was off uh getting ready to be in the avengers uh <laughs> but yeah it's it's actually a little it is a tad disappointing um and, uh, unfortunately, when a show does run for a decent amount of time, or in this case, when we have the spinoff and we need to build on a character's yeah. history that has already been fairly well established in the previous show, you're probably going to get some inconsistencies.
1: Oh, yeah. And I do think we get, um, I, I think this is really the first, if this is the first, like, significant flashback we have to Angel's past on angel right mm-hmm. so um i can buy it like as a one-off and i i do think the what we get in flashbacks moving forward um is more um consistent internally consistent with with itself once they i think once they've decided on what that mythology actually is um and i think they just hadn't quite put their finger on it yet here
0: i agree. Um, but yeah, Cordelia's obviously, oh, I, this is not fair. Angel is not that killer anymore. And, uh, then Angel comes in and says, Wesley's right. And she immediately jumps into defensive mode <laughs> with the line that she referenced at the top of the episode.
1: <laughs> you stake him and I'll cut off his head. Uh, I, that was so... Yes. Funny. I, oh my God. I, it makes, sorry. Uh, it just makes me furious to know that behind the scenes, a certain someone was being shitty about Charisma Carpenter's performance because I, I, I can't fathom it because she's yeah, so she, good. And the thing is, um, one other thing to note about
0: Cordelia and Charisma Carpenter is that. This cast is still small. You have three main characters and one recurring character in Kate. So, um, whereas in Buffy, you had a decently large cast and many characters could fulfill certain roles. For instance, Xander was the comedy relief. It really does come across that uh, Cordelia has to not only be the comedy relief, but she also has to be kind of the mission-driven one. And the, uh, and several other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and she does all of that with aplomb. So mm-hmm. good job, charisma. Um, Angel does explain that he has been having these dreams where people die. And not only has he been having them, he enjoys them. And, um, so Wesley starts thinking, oh, maybe, maybe you're sleepwalking. And and Cordelia immediately counters with, well, he'd walk right out into the sun if he was sleepwalking. And Wesley said, well, not if it was in the pre-dawn hours, which is when all of these murders took place. Mm-hmm. So they decide, just to be sure, uh, they chain Angel to his bed. And, oh, poor Cordelia. She's like, great, I have to make the coffee
1: and chain up my boss. love that um so two things um i had a weird moment while watching this when uh in that scene when they're kind of they're like having their standoff with angel and angel like grabs wesley to be like if i were like gonna kill you you'd be dead I had a moment where my brain broke and I went, "Um, continuity error much? His chip should be going off right now. Wrong show, wrong vampire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then immediately I was like, that's not right. That's. But also... I have to say though... Jason already knows... Oh, go ahead. I have
0: to say though, um, crosses do not seem to be as effective of a weapon against a
1: vampire as everything else is nah I and i, I may have even mentioned this before we've definitely talked about it i mean because unless they're physically touching it it doesn't really do anything so i think for it i maybe for some vampires who aren't like maybe who are younger or who are, aren't as skilled are, are gonna be more cautious around them but like someone like angel who's been doing this for a long time I mean, we've seen how quickly he can knock one out of someone's hand. Um, uh, yeah. They they chain Angel to the bed, and I texted Jason, and I was like, I know what my gay agenda is. <laughs> it's hot, chained up, spread eagle, Angel. I am disappointed that they didn't give me what I really wanted, which was like hot shirtless chained up spread eagle angel but listen i'll take what i can get i'll you know i'll i'm i'm uh i'm i'm not selfish i'll i'll you know i'll take what i can hello i'm here can you hear me
0: uh yeah i I, like lost you on all of that so It was just a
1: big, horny rant, so... Okay, I'm sorry I missed (laughs) it, (laughs) then. I was mostly just mad that Angel was wearing a shirt while he Uh, was... That's what I figured. (laughs) That was what I figured the direction was going, but I wanted to be sure.
0: Um, Also, Cordelia has a phrase that she says in here, in this scene, that I was just like, Ew. Um, Because she she does not want to hang out for Angel's nocturnal commissions.
1: Oh, yes. And I was like, ew, gross. (laughs) Wait, did she say commissions or emissions? She
0: said commissions. Nocturnal, but
1: obviously they're referring to nocturnal emissions because it's gross.
0: (laughs) But I was like, oh, man. For any
1: listeners who are unaware, that's where you jizz whilst sleeping.
0: I think everybody knew that dream. <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't know what people know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm here to provide an education. <laughs> Angel does realize.
0: Angel does have a dream. Uh, only this time, the dream is back in the 1800s, and uh, he it shows Angel going after a girl, putting the cross on her cheek. And then draining of her blood, uh, but it's not Angel who's doing it. It is, in fact, another vampire, a vampire named Penn. who ben. Angel uh, sired. This is uh, the only other vampire that we know of that was sired by Angel at this point. Uh, was Drusilla and oh, Drew. yeah, and so. Angel realizes that this is why he's having these dreams. He has a connection
1: to the vampires that he has sired. Um, um this is another bit of mythology that I don't think it's ever explored that there's like I I think we are, do know that there's like connection between sire and vampire, but never this like this level of like psychic dream sharing.
0: You know it's so great. Um I love Uh, in the Vampire Diaries, the way that siring works, because it doesn't always happen when a vampire turns, but when it does, it's hilarious. Um, Klaus turns a character, uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers, just in case there are people interested in watching Vampire Diaries, but uh, he turns a character into a vampire, and um, this means that he's sired, and nobody really knows what that means until they're all trying to plot against how are we going to take down Klaus? And then this character just says, why did you guys want to take down Klaus? He's awesome. He's like going to make so many vampires. And everybody's just like, the hell's the matter with you? And and one of the other characters points out, oh, no, he's been sired. He's, he's just obsessed with the person who turned him into a vampire. <laughs> nice. And yeah, so everybody else is like, oh my god, Klaus is a huge, awful bad guy. He's just like, what are you talking about? Klaus is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but uh, anyway, back to the show that we're supposed to be talking about. Um, uh, so when uh, Angel does wake up the next morning, um, he's still chained up. Uh, Cordelia walks in and says, "Hey, guess what? Good news. Somebody was killed. But I mean, good- She's so delighted. Yeah, <laughs> not good news. <laughs> not good news for the person who. Uh, not good news for the person who died. But hey, at least you're not the one responsible. And that's when Angel reveals that he is the one responsible. He is the one who made the vampire that are doing that is doing these things. And um." He not only sees the murders through Penn's eyes, but he also realizes that Penn is trying to recreate a murder spree that the two of them went on shortly after Penn was sired. He uh now is this the point when Wesley makes his um Lady Hamilton
1: reference? It is, and I'm so glad you brought it up, because I was gonna bring it up too. <laughs> um because he's gonna go specifically he's gonna go to kate to like tell her what's going on and they're like you really can't do that because she's gonna think you're nuts and yes wesley says you'd be locked up faster than lady hamilton's virtues and then he looks at cordelia and he says my apologies and cordelia just looks at him and goes that's okay i i don't i don't know what that meant (laughs) yeah and
0: i just wrote down in my notes somebody needs to teach wesley how to make pop culture references (laughs) because even i didn't get that um quick i'm just gonna read off the buffy wiki entry yes wesley says you'd be locked up faster than lady hamilton's virtue lady hamilton wife of sir william hamilton was born emma hart uh she lived from 1765 to 1815 A woman of great beauty and charm who rose from humble origins to international fame. Emma attracted the attention of Lord Horatio Nelson, with whom she had a notorious romantic liaison until his death at the Battle of Trafalgar. Although she inherited money from both Hamilton and Nelson, her extravagance led her into debt and she died in poverty. Like, what the hell? Who makes a reference to that? That's got to be... British person. Yeah, that's got to be a like an exclusively <laughs> British pop culture reference. And I wouldn't even call it pop culture. That is just a straight-up historical English history teacher
1: uh, reference. I really love um, Cordelia's reaction to it. Because you don't see that a lot, especially on this show and Buffy, where there are a lot of obscure um, pop culture references... And I'll, most of the time, the, the characters just, like, all the characters get it, which is obviously not how real life works. People make references. that they, Sometimes that you get exactly what Cordelia goes, just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I love that little bit of realism there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so it. they realize that, uh, oh, if Kate is hunting this guy then she's going to be in danger. In danger. So uh, Angel says that he is going to, and he not only does this to keep Kate safe, but he also does this to kind of like, have a workaround for using the entirety of the resources of the police department. Um, he goes to the police, he goes to the uh, department. He um, shows Kate... Uh, in a drawing of pen and said this is who you're looking for um, he's, her, his next victim is going to be a white male adolescent in a low rent neighborhood probably by a liquor store um, and so Kate keeps asking how do you know this and Angel just says do you trust me and so Kate kind of goes on faith and um, as Angel is leaving He gets into the car wesley and wesley says oh so i guess you told her everything and uh he's like yeah don't worry we'll be able to follow her he's like how i was like oh i took this police radio (laughs) where'd you get a police radio from a police
1: car car. (laughs) where do you think you got it wesley's so scandalized by this
0: (laughs) so this is this is around the time that we get our first shot of jeremy renner and if All you are familiar with him from is uh, his work in the past decade. He's going to look a little different. Um, Uh (laughs) He, uh, yeah, he has the the little chin beard going on and the glasses. And And I don't know. Yeah, honestly, Uh the hair looks a little bit like Angel's styling. And even though he hasn't seen Angel in Uh a couple centuries, he... uh, it's 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 strange. I think that was a creative choice. It's a rather inconsistent creative choice because, or unless he just thought that that hairstyle's great, um, but yeah, he uh, he definitely
1: doesn't look like the Jeremy Renner that we all know. Um, he I mean he looks. If I walked past this man on the street looking like this, I'd be like, oh yeah. That guy has four women women tied up in his basement. <laughs> like, I like, like, props to the hair and makeup team for making this guy look like a like a fucking serial killer. Um. But uh,
0: Angel is correct, and Penn does go after this uh, teenager, and I'm gonna say. I don't think anybody deserves to die. But I wouldn't be sad if this kid died because Aww. I mean all he's doing is asking people to buy beer for him. And and like probably the worst one is like, oh, can you buy some beer for me? It's for my mom. I'm like, are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> he's a kid. He's just trying to get some beer. He's
0: got he's got very um, much the high school douchebag thing going on, because he's got the he skateboard. Does. And just like the, oh, I want to get some beer. Like, oh. When I,
1: um, I worked at Kroger for uh, a long time through high school and through college. And, um, shortly after graduating high school, I was, I was working one night in one of the registers and someone I went to high school with came through, um, with a case of beer and we were 18, like 19 at the time. And I was just like, dude, I, I can't do this for you, man. And to his credit, I will say this guy was like, It's cool, man. I get it. I don't want to get you in trouble. And I was like, thank you. Like, I I appreciate you not try not making this into a thing and being a dick about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't give a shit if you drink, but I'm I'm not losing my my job so that you can drink your natty ice. No. God, what, a, what an 18-year-old
0: choice for beer. <laughs> um, uh, so just as Penn is about to um, make a meal out of this kid, uh, the police show up and Penn jumps and does a very leaping jump into a warehouse window. Um, Kate uh, says that she's going to go and get him. Uh, Angel and Wesley are there, and uh, Angel is um, climbing up a drainage pipe to get into there, and uh, as Kate moves into the warehouse, she sees Penn and uh, says, hey, don't move or I'll shoot. He, of course, continues to move, and so she gets him three times. He falls down, um, but as she's going to, like, check a pulse, uh, Pen. Uh, Reaches up and grabs her because, hey, he's a vampire and bullets aren't the most effective thing. Uh, No. And um, he's about to uh, basically probably kill her when Angel shows up and in a pretty cool way. He like comes in from a higher floor, and just
1: like smashes through. I mean, it's yet another one of our Batman moments. Like, yeah. I can't remember. Is he wearing his coat at the time so that it billows as he jumps, or no? Almost certainly. Uh, like, I can't imagine that they would have like not used that imagery if they yeah. had it at their wheelhouse. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, and uh, Penn recognizes Angel, who he refers to as Angelus, and they start catching up. But then he sees that. Um, but then he sees that Kate is trying to radio for help. Um, and, uh, Angel's like, oh, well, I'm not here to kill this woman with you. I'm here to kill you. Uh, and so they both fight and Angel's like, hey, Kate, get out of here. At this point though, um, he does vamp, vamp up, vamp out. However you, uh, choose to, <laughs> choose to say it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pin is able to escape. Um, oh, I should note that uh, there is a quote, and uh, they, I think they have this on the Buffy wiki, uh, but he says, Angelus, uh, Penn's talking to Angel, says, Angelus, we were supposed to meet in Italy. Do you remember? So said, I remember. Like, well, I waited. Hell, I waited until the 19th century. What happened? Got held up in Romania. And it's like, Romania? What's in Romania? And Angel obviously makes reference to uh, that is where he received the Romani curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a... That's very interesting that um, he had this association literally in the time period before um, he was cursed with his soul again. So, yeah, something that should
1: be a little more important than actually is. I would love, I've never really done this. um, I'd really love to like get like, and I'm sure I bet there's one on the wiki already, but like an actual timeline of like of Angel's past pre Buffy season one. Yeah, I'm sure just um, look up the Angel. All... Just look up the Angels page yeah. on the Buffy Wiki. Yeah, because I mean we get a especially on Angel, we get so many flashbacks over the course of the series to his past, but they're always different time periods and they're not necessarily in order. Um I'd be actually very interested in, in finding that.
0: I but, might do uh, what I do tonight.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh pen escapes
0: and uh kate sees angel with his vampire face and so now she knows the big secret Uh, she knows that bruce wayne is batman
1: um (laughs) but uh that always goes so well for the people who find out
0: yeah and kate
1: uh does the whole
0: oh like what exactly are you and says you know who you know what i am it's what you've been hunting um like, right now, if you want to kill this guy, you need decapitation, a stake to the heart, direct sunlight. And uh, she says, no, you're wrong. This isn't real. And he says, you just aren't accepting it because it's a truth you don't want to face. And he de- and as he's doing this, he, like, grabs the cross uh, necklace that she has. and it- good. Now, here's a question. I've never noticed this cross necklace before. Has she been wearing it? Okay. It is I, just there for the I effect.
1: Well... I, I will say, I don't want to just flat out say no, but at the same time, I've also not noticed it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to guess no, but listen, if anyone, anyone wants to, uh, anyone, uh, can provide proof that we're wrong, please let us know. But I don't, I I haven't noticed a cross necklace. And there was a shot
0: that drew attention to it earlier in the episode Mm -hmm. when they're looking at the, uh, at the pictures of the victims. Uh, yeah. Angel and these blonde girls with cross necklaces. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Angel... Angel leaves. Kate goes back to the station. She has one of the officers pull basically anything that matches, uh, Penn's profile. Um, and it goes all the way back to the early 1900s. Um... And uh, Cordelia, who has been practicing her speech uh, for clients, <laughs> is talking to an actual client. But, of course, this turns out to be Penn. And um, I, I like the fact that um, she's able to get a, very much into the information that he's seeking. Then she realizes, you're just pumping me for information, aren't you? And, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... It would have been better if Cordelia had realized it a bit sooner, but props to her for being able to recognize it. I think she's, yeah. she's very she's, much, she's, yeah. She's still growing. Yeah, you know, She's, she's still learning. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, and it's really funny because Penn says like, oh, you'll never make it out. Uh, I'll I'll get to you before you even reach the exit. And he says that right as she pulls up a blind and gets some sunlight on him. So in your yes. face, pen, you're not messing with that. that. Was
1: fucking badass. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. Oh. Um, and Angel's able to get up, and uh, Angel is able to get to the office, and says Cordelia, give me a steak. And she's like, but it's eight in the morning, and oh, you. Meant- <laughs> Um, and there's this really cool imagery of uh, Penn and Angel having this standoff. And there's the reason that they're separated is because they have that daylight, that direct daylight coming right in. Um, I loved that shot. It's so good. It is. Um, and and uh, Penn is basically just saying, like, oh, well, um, I'm just trying to do, like, what you taught me to do. And Angel calls out his killings as unoriginal. He's just recreating the kills that he did um, when he first became a vampire. And so then Penn is like, well, you know what? Just think about the worst thing you could think of. And that's where I'll be. And, uh, and unfortunately, Wesley walks in. And uh, this is when Penn is able to grab him. And then he shoves him into Angel, and so then he's able to get out. So, good job, Wesley.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Wesley. <laughs> I, Pen is a really, he's such a petulant little brat, isn't he? He's very much like, yeah. you're not impressed, Dad? Well, I'll show you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, if this, if this whole, like, uh, surrogate father son relationship wasn't apparent already in the show in this episode they just decided not even be subtle about it in the end Um, (laughs) yeah but uh, so we see that uh, Kate has actually been studying up on vampires and uh, Angel goes to her house um, to let basically give her as much information as he can and try to be a part of this. And that's when she reveals that not only has she been researching vampires, she's also read up on Angelus's history, um, because she did hear pen call, call Angel Angelus. And yeah, so she's basically been, uh, binging Buffy season one and two. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's not really in the, in the point of trusting angel anymore she says that uh oh so i know what to do to kill pen uh stake right through the heart and if i and the next time i see you i'll do the same thing so i guess like she's kind of over the whole wanting to
1: bang angel yeah um never mind okay i have another thought but it's it's later Okay. okay Um, Cordy is able to
0: cross-reference, uh, some pictures of, um, where Penn is actually hiding, so Wesley and Angel are able to go there and go to a hotel and look for him. It's really funny that, uh, um, Wesley's really trying to show, like, oh, you totally mean me around, and he walks into the apartment and just says, oh, I invite you in, and (laughs) And he's like, yeah, you know, that's only if it's a place where a human lives. Like, vampires can break into other vampires' places. It's like, oh, okay. Feels
1: um, like you should know that, Wesley, but okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, he really
1: should. I mean, he's a watcher, for crying out loud. Um, I mean, I think it's been established he wasn't a very good one, but... <laughs> but, uh,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Angel had previously called Penn out for, uh, keeping newspaper clippings as trophies. Um, which is very true. He also notices that, uh, there are pictures of school buses and a school bus route. And, uh, he says, oh, this is, um, so they both start to think, well, Wesley starts to think, oh no,
1: this is terrible. Angel doesn't fall for it. He knows that shit. Um, (laughs) You know what it kind of made me think of? And they're totally different things, but um it just involves a school bus. But that episode of The Leftovers when Liv Tyler like throws the grenade into the bus of kids bus full of kids. Oh yeah. Um and then it just it, like it turns out to be a dummy grenade, but like still um it's an extremely upsetting scene.
0: I was thinking about um the beginning of the dark night and uh mm. how yeah 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 how like the it's a school bus that drives into the bank and i remember thinking like why is why did they pick a school bus of all things but then um once the joker has everything that he needs and has all the money he um he then pulls out right into a line of school buses that are letting out for school I'm like Ooh, this is gonna be a good movie nice. and it is it's one yeah. of my favorites. Um, uh, pin shows up at the, uh, police station and, uh, grabs Kate, uh, angel and Wesley go there because he knows, like I said, he, he kind of pointed out like, Oh, this is bullshit. Uh, pin is dragging Kate into the sewer. Um, everybody else, all the cops are like, Oh, he probably took her somewhere. They don't really know that he's a vampire. Only Kate does. But angel immediately knows, okay, if he's going to run off with Kate, he's not going to do it in broad daylight um and uh and she says oh are you going to kill me he's like no no i'm not going to kill you but uh um angel will kill you when i'm done with you and um he grabs onto uh he's basically holding on to kate uh when angel does walk in and um fortunately kate was doing the thing that i was thinking of um because uh she had a stake with her but she's not able to grab it in time to uh once Penn comes into the police station but she did have a thing of holy water in her in her pocket and i think i think that's a thing that's not really used as often as it should be in uh in in buffy and angel
1: it really should be used more often and it feels like it's when it's used it's like only ever used to show like someone being crafty like when buffy does it in helpless with the um yeah with the pills but like yeah it really should be like something that's a huge part of their arsenal like fuck it like if we're, if you have to bring xander along give him a goddamn super soaker full of holy water like yeah as opposed <laughs> and this would is... i mean that would look kind of silly but still this is again completely
0: a po- um, completely contrasted with Uh, The cross not being as effective as a weapon, and yet that seems to be the one that everybody has on them. Like, man, this holy water, if it doesn't kill them, it burns the shit out of their face. So, like, yeah. Yeah, you should have holy water at the ready.
1: Um, Bathe in it, bitches. (laughs) Uh, Break into the church, steal all their holy water.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so obviously we get into a, uh, Kate's thrown aside and we get into a fight between angel and Penn. Um, pretty standard fight. Nothing too great yeah. about it. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, pen says, Oh, well, guess like, you're my real father, angel. And angels is like, Oh, well then you're grounded. I'm like, Oh, that's cheesy. <laughs> um,
1: very cheesy.
0: But, uh, Kate is able to get a hold of a big piece of wood Uh, right as Pen is able to grab Angel. And um, it basically looks like the only way that she can kill Pen is by killing Angel. Uh, But she ends up being able to very, very accurately stab Angel through the stomach and get Pen in the heart. And uh, Angel says, oh, you missed. And she said, oh, no, I didn't. So, Yay. um, their relationship has obviously changed quite a bit, but it's not at the point where she sees him as an absolute threat that needs to be taken out. Um, but yeah. And, uh, so then we have, uh, this balcony scene, this rooftop scene and, uh, Angel is talking about how Cordy comes up and with a, uh, with a vision. Uh, it's like, he's got a new, he's got a new job. And Angel says, oh, you know, uh, the world, uh, this, LA, it reminds me a lot of where I grew up. is confused at first, like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, besides the buildings and the cars and everything else, <laughs> uh, but Angel kind of worries, um, if anything, if the world really does change. And Cordy says like, hey, uh, this message that I got for you, it wasn't for Angelus, it's for Angel, and the powers that be know that difference. Um, and so Angel feels reassured, and he just says, oh, sometimes I'm worried if I ever go back, and if I do, she's like,
1: oh, I'll kill you dead. <laughs> and... Hasn't has a moment where one character promises to kill the other so quickly and like assuredly ever been sweeter, like no, it it hasn't. But it's also like because he's he like he knows that he can count on Cordelia, um, to be by his side, or if the time comes to take care of him, Um, in a way that. Uh, there's a contrast there, right? How Cordelia, we, how we believe Cordelia would react and with how we saw Buffy react to the same situation. Yep. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think ex- with that comes, er, experience changes you. I do think if, if Buffy were put in the situation again after the events of season two, she'd probably be no less heartbroken, but she'd, she, I don't think she would hesitate at, at this point in her journey, um, and but yeah, I do. I love seeing Cordelia. I love seeing Cordelia, man. Yeah, full we'll stop. Just, just <laughs> um, so I don't actually don't. I had a note in here, and I actually don't know where I actually meant to say it because, but I'm not sure. But something that bugged me while watching this episode, and I don't know if it bugs you, but it feels like there's. And it's not just this episode it's just in general but it feels like there's an inconsistency about how well known it is that angel has a soul because it feels like random people they meet just like like monsters of the week etc who know who he is or like he's the vampire with a soul but like whenever he encounters someone from his who's like significant from his past they don't know um yeah um Penn has kept surprisingly out of touch
0: um given that we know that angelus i mean uh kate was able to research angelus and uh find out a lot about that stuff um of his past so yeah you think that he would have some notoriety as the vampire with the soul now um, yeah, especially,
1: especially, well, especially with how much notoriety he had, before. he was so infamous and you'd think the demon world would be like, Oh my God, did you hear? Or, Oh my Satan, did you hear about Angelus but, and what the Romani did to him?
0: But then again, um, in school hard, when spike first shows up and angel is there, um, trivia be like, Oh, Hey, spike long time. No see. And, uh, I can't remember if Spike mentions that he heard about the Romani curse or not.
1: Oh gosh,
0: uh,
1: Spike! I know Angel pretends to be Angelus. Yeah. But, um, but I, and it, I, oh god, I'm I'm mad at myself for not being able to remember. I think it does fool Spike briefly. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Oh, so yeah, annoying.
0: maybe that's not as well known. Um, maybe his having a soul is not as well known as, yeah. um, because the people that we have seen calling him out for, or that we have seen calling him out for having a soul are, um, Whistler and Doyle. And, um, obviously Doyle had the, uh, connections to the powers that be, but I also believe that Whistler yeah. probably did too. I, I've always kind of had that, uh, theory, especially in the fact that, Doyle was originally hey, supposed
1: to be Whistler yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you I agree I agree one under hundo P hundo mm. P um, yeah I just it's just such a weird thing and, and we, but we also know angel spent a lot of time after getting his soul like trying to be under as under the radar as possible mm-hmm. so um, and I guess it would make sense that people like in LA, word would be spreading like in the general area, but maybe pe- penn has been off in Norway or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um so anyway, there's uh
0: But yeah, that is uh, um that is somnambulist. Uh this episode this episode was very middle of the road for me. Um mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, uh, it had some pretty decent parts, uh, great moments from Cordelia, and I like the ideas that were brought forth with the introduction of Penn. The only problem is that we don't get anything about him for the rest of the series, and I think that's a big misstep. Um, as you said before, you're trying to build up this mythology, but then you don't follow through with it, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's disappointing. Um, but, uh, probably the biggest thing to take away from this is Kate and Angel's relationship has been pretty much changed for forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll be very, uh, it'll be very interesting, uh, going forward to see just how they operate now that, uh, Kate is aware not only just of vampires, but also of Angel's identity. I'm going to give this episode... Two and a half out of five, like really right in the middle, two and a half out of five mm-hmm. uh, beers that I will
1: not be buying for a underage brat. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I mentioned this to Jason before we started recording, but last week when we did Doomed, I made a comment about this episode being like, it's really, really good. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, you know what? I was confusing this episode for another episode that comes a little later in the season that also features Kate pretty heavily and has significant flashbacks to Angel's past. Um, and that's not to say that I disliked this episode like you. I think there's there's a lot of good in it. Um, it the the pro- I guess the problem is... Is the Pen storyline, and it's not that it's that's a bad storyline. I think I might like it more if a more charismatic actor were playing Pen. I think, um, but it's pretty insignificant at the end of the day. Um, but I like all the stuff that's going on around that story. With Cordelia and Kate in particular, but also um, in these little moments we see of Wesley trying to incorporate himself more into um, this established dynamic between uh, between Cordy and Angel, um, and that's not uncommon for an episode of Angel or Buffy. Right? Sometimes even if we don't like necessarily the the a plot, we tend to still. Enjoy some of like the character moments surrounding and that
0: ape. And the character development over the course of the series, the almost always consistent character development is why mm-hmm. Buffy and Angel stand out above a lot of other TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, they a lot of the characters have
1: really good arcs, um, yeah, and it, and it's good to follow them. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna give this one for me. I think this is a three. Serial killer victims out of uh, five, although I think it was technically four, was what his cycle was. But you know, for the sake of the rating system, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, technically, three. he didn't. He didn't kill the. He didn't kill the fourth kid. That's true. That's so true. it was only three. It was only three. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I also kind of wondered if the. F- and they don't really go into this but i kind of wondered if the fourth kill was meant to uh, represent pen um well he
0: he uh, angel mentions that he's looking for somebody that reminds him of his brother so that's why he said oh the that's male. that's yeah.
1: right i i completely forgot that so okay so it is it, that is established what yep. that was um so okay um yeah i i it's it's fine it's not a it's yeah it's not a banger it's not an all-timer but it's um certainly not terrible it's um um i didn't uh you know i i certainly had a much better time watching this than i did watching uh uh fucking doomed (laughs) so fair enough (laughs) um yeah i think that's all i've got all right why don't you take us out so that means it's me (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Buffy Season 4, Episode 12, A New Man. And just to wet your whistle a little bit, uh, this is a Buffy birthday episode. So happy 19th birthday, Buffy. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm Jason. You can find
0: me on Instagram at yamij 357 uh, if you've liked what you've heard from me, uh, you can check out my uh, series on YouTube in which I discuss both uh, getting over stage fright whilst showing you the best dishes to cook uh, using only a wok in your kitchen. Uh, just look for the latest episode of Pretty Shy
1: for a Stir Fry. <clears throat> I can't with you. <laughs> you love it. I can't with you. I do. I do. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, I also write a horror blog where I discuss a different horror film each week. Um, this week I went horror adjacent. Not really a horror film in and of itself, but it obviously has some ties to the horror genre with uh, the film adaptation of stephen king's dolores claiborne uh starring one kathy bates and one jennifer jason lee um controversial hot take dolores claiborne is the best stephen king film adaptation that is a controversial take oh i i know i know what i just said and i know i know how many people just went oh unsubscribe yeah all of a but sudden people love these <laughs> all of a sudden there are a ton of shawshank fans are like the fuck did he say <laughs> <laughs> um dolores claiborne is a gorgeous gorgeous film um i i highly recommend it
0: um you and by the way harrison's blog is real <laughs> My crap isn't, so (laughs) please do check out Horror by Harrison. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is
1: spelled out A and D in all of those cases. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: um obviously uh we had a very unfortunate news come out this week that uh arizona became the first state to outlaw uh trans health care for um trans youth which is just an overall shitty thing to do shame on you arizona um and uh so i'm pretty sure that's why harrison picked this charity um, indeed but, it is. Yes. Uh so each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity and nonprofit. This week we're highlighting the National Center for Transgender Equality. The National Center for Transgender Equality advocates to change policies and society to increase understanding and acceptance of transgender people in the nation's capital and throughout the country. NCTE works to re- works to replace disrespect, discrimination and violence with empathy, opportunity and justice. Visit www.transequality.org
1: for more information. And as always, go slay. And be gay. Bye.
0: Bye.